Shalom Aleichem to everybody. Parshas Yisra, Ba'alein Lutova, Aseres Adibros. How could we not focus this week on one of the mitzvahs tiraisa, one of the Aseres Adibros, the fifth of the Dibros, and that's the mitzvah of Kibud Avoim. Kabed Esamicha Vesimecha Lema'an Yarichon Yomech and the Rishonim, Mepharshim and Shulchanach, Rishonim, Achronim, all discuss what is the nature of this mitzvah that it's associated with a special schar, the reward of Arichos Yamin. Lema'an Yarichon Yomecha, one who fulfills the mitzvah of Kibud Avoim and Bizoch to a long life. Rashi already points out that it's a difficult mitzvah, it's a hard mitzvah, if not the hardest of all of the mitzvahs in the Torah, and therefore if a person puts great strength cognitively, mentally, emotionally, physically, strength into fulfilling the mitzvah of Kibrev Aim, which is not an easy mitzvah to fulfill, such a person will be zoche to Arichus Yamim. Rabbeinu Machaya points out that often a person, when he or she is fulfilling the mitzvah of Kibrev Aim, one often thinks, well, I'm spending time on somebody else, on a parent. What about me? What about my children? What about my family? What about my livelihood? I'm, I'm taking away so much time from my life caring for my aged mother or father or for spending time traveling, visiting on the phone, whatever it is and I'm therefore losing time out of my own life says the Kaddish Baruch Hu Ibcha, just the opposite if you honor your father and your mother such a person will get all of that time back all those hours, days, weeks months, years that you put into caring for your parents on any level that one does care for the parents to fulfill the mitzvah of Kibar Aim, like the Gemara says, like the Shulchan Aruch explains, how one fulfills that mitzvah, which we will not discuss now. But if one gets into the weeds of the mitzvah of Kibar Aim and is very cautious, careful, meticulous, and uh, fulfilling the mitzvah, such a person can get all that time back. What I would like to talk about specifically is a question that comes up from time to time, and is how far does one have to go? Now, I'm not talking about Avivimo Rasha, that's a machlokis, the Rambam, and the Rasha of a parent is wicked. Do you have to fulfill the mitzvah of Kippur Avim, the Shulchan Aruch, Torah, the Beis Yosef discusses that particular question. We're not talking about a Aviv Imo Rasha. That's not the case. We're not talking about that specific situation. But we would like to talk about a situation when parents tell a child to do something and the child doesn't want to do it because the child doesn't think that it is in their best interest. Are there scenarios? Are there cases? Are there halachas when one does not specifically have to listen to one's parents? Of course, we put on a great pedestal the mitzvah of Kibar Avim. It's no coincidence, of course, that it's the fifth mitzvah of the Aser Sadebras, the way the Ramban understands it's a transitional uh, Dibra. It goes from the mitzvah of and the mitzvahs bin Adam Lamakum, the mitzvahs between man and God to the mitzvahs bin Adam Lachavero. Kibra Avim is smack in the middle because Shlosha Shutun Hain Ba'adam, there are three partners involved in the creation of man so therefore here this mitzvah is a transitional mitzvah between the mitzvah so when is it that one does not if there is a case and if there is a space and a time where one does not have to listen to one's parent in Hilchus Kibravim Simen Reish Mem Sif Tezvav expresses very clearly based on the command the Gemara in several places in Shas. If a parent tells a child to transgress, whether it's a biblical commandment, a positive or a negative, even a mitzvah midrabanan, 
If a parent tells their child, be mechal Shabbos. If a parent tells a child, don't go to hear Megillah on Purim. Parent tells a child, don't light the menorah. I'm nervous, I'm scared, I don't want you lighting the menorah. Not in this house. I don't want you to be fulfilling the mitzvahs of Shabbos, and etc., etc., etc. Mitzvah diraisa, mitzvah darabanan. A mitzvah ase, mitzvah slosa, a positive or negative mitzvah. Lo yishma, lo, one is not supposed to listen to one's parent. In that case, the shach, the taz, all the nosakel point and refer to the gemara. It's a pasuk. How do we know that one shouldn't do that? Pasuk says in Parshas Kedoshim, ish imov aviv tiro, one is required to honor, fear one's mother and father. And then the pasuk continues and says, ani Hashem, I am Hashem your God. The Gemara learns the Pasuk, Yishim of Aviv Tiro Ani Hashem, Everybody is required to honor me. While it's true, of course, a child is required to honor and to fear his father and his mother, but Ani Hashem, at the end of the day, everybody is required to listen to me, even a parent, even a father, and even a mother. So if a parent and a mother father are telling a child to do something that is against the Torah, that's against the edict of the rabbis, Lo Yishmalo, one is not required to listen, because as a result of that one would be disobeying God and everybody's required to fulfill the will, the word and the mitzvahs of God and thus in that context that is the basis why one is not required to listen to one's parent in those cases on a mitzvah deraisa, mitzvah darbanan, a mitzvah saseh or mitzvah slosaseh. However, the Shulchan Arach doesn't discuss two cases. What about a chumrah? If a child wants to fulfill a chumrah, and this is really more often in our orbits, in our circles where the shaila comes up, Balichuva, of course, struggle with this mightily when parents are telling their children not to do something, we don't want you to do this, we don't want you to fulfill this mitzvah, and of course, the halach is, bottom line, lo yishmalo, you're not required, you shouldn't re- listen to a parent in those cases where the parent is telling a child not to learn Torah, not to keep Shabbos, not to fulfill not to fulfill mitzvahs, and therefore you're required to listen to HaKadosh Baruch, and there is no mitzvah kibar avim in those contexts. But what about a chumrah? A child wants to fulfill a chumrah. Take, for example, uh, doesn't want to shave with a, with a shaver. He takes the position of many poskim that you know, shaving is a problem, regardless of the type of shaver. Let's just, just say, for example, I, and I'm not not carrying on Shabbos where there's an Erev. Many times a child wants to be machmir. Yeah, the cool is involved in Erevin, as we all know. Erevin are not not easy, not simple to put up and to uh, maintain, and therefore there's some who want to be machmir. So the child doesn't want to carry. Parent wants the child to carry. Parent wants the child to carry something. The child doesn't want to. Uh, a child is machmir for certain hechsher. He doesn't want to eat from this hechsher, from that hechsher. Uh, a child wants to go to the mikvah on Shabbos. All of these are called chumras. So what's the halacha when it comes to a chumrah? So many, many posts can point out that it depends. It depends on the type of chumrah. It's if, if it's a chumrah, if it's a stringency that has a makor in the poskim, there's a some sort of source that the chumrah is based off of, so those are considered to be significant halachic practices because they have a makor in halacha, and therefore the halach would be that you indeed you would be required to fulfill that chumrah. If that's a chumrah, your rebbe, your community that you're becoming part of uh, is established chumrah, and your parent says, don't do this. says the poskim, regarding this, it's called a mitzvah and just like the Shulchan Aruch says that you are not required and you don't have to listen to a parent when it comes to them telling you not to fulfill a mitzvah the same thing would be true here as well. However, not all posts can agree. 
And it's pointed out, you can take a look in the Sefer Alich Shlomo, Elchus Tefillah, Perak Dalin, in the Ha'ara 95, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman discusses this. And when it comes to a Chumra, Yesh Lishma, Bekal Aviv, Afal Pishesh Lashosh Poposkim. Even though there is a minute that has a Makor in the Poskim, however, when it comes to Kibraveim and Mitzvah Sasedi Raisa, the fifth of the Asaras Adibros, doesn't make a difference. One should listen to one's parent and not be Machmir for a particular Chumra, even though it has a Shoresh, even though it has a Makor in the Poskim. That's one discussion, one issue, outside of the Shulchan Aruch. The second one is regarding Minhagim. Let's say a parent tells a child, don't fulfill this Minhag. Don't say Halal and Rosh Chodesh. Saying Halal and Rosh Chodesh is a Minhag. parent tells a child, don't say Halal and Rosh Chodesh, I don't want you to do that. So the post can point out, in this context, this is what's called a Minhag Kavua that has a Makor in Chazal. It's a Gemara, it's an explicit Gemara that we say Halal and Rosh Chodesh with a Bracha, without a Bracha, Machlok is Hashkenazim and Tzfardim. But if it's a Minhag that's been Nispashet Petfutzos Yisrael, if it's a Minhag that's been really, really established in Rav Klal Yisrael, one is not required to listen to one's father. However, there are other types of Minhagim. There are Minhagim that have Makoros in the Postkin, but don't have a Shorsh and Chazal. There are Minhagim that are based upon Chasidus. There are Minhagim. Um, based upon no real Shoresh and Chazal, and that have been adopted over the ages. So Minhag, of course, as you're familiar, is not a one-stop shop. And there are many types of Minhagim. There's Minhag Mishpacha, there's Minhag Ha'ir, there's Minhag that comes from a Chumrah, there's Minhag that comes from a Gzera, there's a Minhag that comes from a Koran Chazal, there's a Minhag that doesn't have a Koran Chazal, there's a Minhag that has a Shoresh, there's a Minhag that doesn't have a Shoresh. They're all types of Minhagim. So regarding this, the post can say it depends on the type of a Minhag. If it's a Minhag, that's Mitam Chumrah, Astringency. So we discussed that earlier when it comes to a chumrah. But when it comes to other formulas of minhagim, again, one needs to be careful and to contemplate um, what one is being machmir for. And of course, in all areas of Allah, one has to weigh different things. And when there is no equilibrium, and when it comes to fulfilling a mitzvah saseh, minat Torah, the mitzvah of kibar aveim, we don't take that lightly. So of course, if a parent tells a child not to fulfill a mitzvah, there is a mitzvah, there's no requirement to listen to the parent because kulcham kachayav However, when it comes to a minag and when it comes to a chumrah, where it's not explicit in the Torah and it's not bichlal chazal, explicitly midrabanan, then we have a greater question as to whether or not one would be required in those contexts to listen or not to listen to a parent. But there's another two opinions and another two psakim, both in the Shulchan Aruch and the Ramah, in the end of Simon Reish Mem, the Shulchan Aruch says in Simon Reish Ben Sif Chafei, the following case based upon a truva of the Trumas Adesh and Simon Mem. Talmud Shirotza Lelechas Lamakam Acher Shu Botuach Shihira Simon Bracha B'Talmud. A child wants to travel to a different city or maybe even overseas to learn in a yeshiva to learn by a particular Rebbe. Shisham Harav, there, there's a Rebbe, there's a Rosh Hashiva, Mashkiach, who's going to completely, uh, you're going to adopt that Rav, that Yeshiva's Derech Halimud, that style, and therefore that's the place where you're going to be your Kabbalah Satar. That's, that's your place. V'aviv Mochba, a parent says, absolutely not, you're not traveling to that city, you're not going overseas, I want you to be in my house. He's concerned that there's me anti-Semitism, that's a particular case of the Trumasadeshe, the halacha is, do you listen to your parent? Can you? Are you required to? What do you do in that situation? I want to learn somewhere. I want to go to a different yeshiva. I want to go out of town. I want to go overseas. Parent says, no way. Absolutely, positively. I have nothing to talk about. 
Paskins of Trumar Sadasha and Simon Mem, and it is codified by the Shulchan Aruch and Simon Reish Mem, Sif Chaf Hey. Eino Tzarech Lishmoel Avibazet. One is not required to listen to one's father. There's no Chiyuv. One is permitted to go to that yeshiva, to go to that rabbi, to go to the rav out of town, out of the city, or overseas even, is not chayev. Shuma Sadashim brings about three rayas from various different gemaras and shas, where you see when it comes to Talmud Torah, Talmud Torah kineged kulam, and therefore it is the greatest of all mitzvahs, and one is not required to listen to one's father. One of the rayas that Shuma Sadashim brings is Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov Avinu didn't tell Yitzchak where he was. Nobody knew where Yitzchak was. Yitzchak was looking for his son Yaakov. Yaakov never told his father Yitzchak where he was. He was learning in Yeshiva Shem Ve'ever for upwards of 20 years. And from there, it says the Shema Zadesh, and we see that if you're going to shtag and you're going to learn, and that's your place, Eino Tzarech Lishmol Avibazet, one is not required to listen to one's father in that circumstance. Furthermore, in the Pischei Tshuva, Sifkaton Chavbe, is quoting the Tshuva, the Chamudi, Daniel, Nire Duhadina Filusafek Lo Shema Yerasim Ebrachamotar. Even if I'm not positive, maybe it's not the best Yeshiva, maybe it's not the best Rebbe, maybe it's not the best Shir for me. Even if it's a Safek, maybe that's a better place, it's still Motar. Continues the Pischei Tshuva, quoting the Chamudi, Daniel, Kasav od echad hayrotzel hispal bebeisakneses shemispalim shemiyosir bekavana vima mocha bezeh ein tzarech lishmala. Let's say you don't want to daven your parents' shul. I want to go to the other shul. The shul is a slower davening, a better baltfila. They daven in a longer shmona. I that's where I want to daven. That's where we're going to have more kavana. Says the Pesachet Tshuva, quoting the Chamude Daniel, that that is similar. Tfila is domed to Torah, and therefore if that's a shul where I'm going to daven better, it's a better surrounding, they're better people. I'm going to have an aliyah in that shul. That's a place that is a more productive for my spiritual growth, for my ruchnias. Eino tzarech l'shmol avibazeh. This is the psak of the Truma Sadashan, as codified by Riyasu Karen Shulchanarach in Simon Reish Mem Yoradeya Hilchuski Bravaim Sif Chafei. But there's another psak that the Ramah quotes from the Marik, Rabbi Yaakov Mikolon, the Marik Shoresh Kuf Samich Zayin. Here, the Ramah is dealing with a different case closely related to the latter. Let's say the child wants to marry a particular young lady. And father and mother say, absolutely not. I do not want you marrying this woman. This is not going to be your wife. Is the child, the son or the daughter, required to listen to their parent in that context when they absolutely vehemently oppose the shidduch? Says the Ramah, quoting the Marik, If a parent completely, overwhelmingly, and vehemently is docha and mocha, and says, absolutely not, I do not want you to marry this woman. Paskins the Marik, quoted by the Ramah, the last words in Simon Reish Mem, Ein Tzarech Lishmala Av, one is not required to listen to one's father. If you take a look in the Marik, in Shoresh Kuf Sambachzayin, and the Tshuvi has three reasons why one is not required to listen to one's parent in that context. Number one, since, based upon the Psak of the Gemara Mesachas Kiddushan, which the Shulchan Aruch Paskins and Simon Reish Mem, one is not required to lose money to fulfill the mitzvah of Kibar Ave'em. The mitzvah of Kibar Ave'em is Mishel Ha'av, and therefore, if the only way for me to fulfill the mitzvah of Kibar Ave'em is for my parent to pay, I can't visit my parent in another city, I don't have the funds to fly, to travel, the gas, the mileage, the wear and tear, etc., parent has to pay for it. They have to pay for it. And therefore, I don't have to go into debt. I don't have to lose money. I don't have to be mafsid my mamon to fulfill the mitzvah kibar aveim. Therefore, says the Marik, this is similar. Marrying a young woman, a fine young lady, 
and my parent is telling me not to, I'm not required to lose out. I'm not required to be so vel tsar haguf mishum kibur av. Vlogaram hefsid. Mamun says the marik, it's no worse than not having to re- lose financially. I don't have to lose on a marriage partner, on my life partner, on a wife, on a husband. And therefore, says the marik, reason number one why one is not required to listen to one's parent when a parent tells a child, I don't want you to marry this woman. Reason number two, Bayes says the marik, shu kimit saveyu laval Torah. Just like we saw earlier in Shulchan Aruch, Simon Reish Mem, Sif Tezvav, one is not required to listen to one's parent if a parent tells a child to disobey a biblical or rabbinic law, Mitzvah Deiraisa, Mitzvah Deirabanan, Kulam Chayavim Bikvodi. The same thing is true when it comes to marriage. The Torah is very meticulous that I should marry a fine woman. It's my choice. It's my decision. Now, what if she's not a good choice for you? What if she's not a woman who's going to inspire religious, spiritual growth? What if a parent doesn't think that this woman is fit for you? She's she's volatile. There are problems, things that they know about. We'll get to that. But in this context, says the Marik, the second reason that one is not required to listen to one's parent if they do not approve of the shidduch is because I don't have to listen to my parent if they tell me to transgress a mitzvah diraisa, mitzvah drabanon, mitzvah sasei, or mitzvah slosase. The same thing is true when it comes to a shidduch. The Torah's makbid that I take a woman that I want to marry. It's my choice. It's my decision who I marry. And therefore, reason number two says to my Rick that I don't have to listen. Reason number three, and this is the most contentious and debated amongst the later poskim, what the Marik says, My father has no business in my marriage partner, as does my mother. This has nothing to do with Kibaravim or Mora. My parent, my father, my mother, they don't have the right to tell me certain things. I only have to listen to a parent when it's for their sake. My son, dear son, dear daughter, bring me a cup of water, bring me some lemonade, bring me my dinner. Please uh, go to the shop and purchase this for me, get my medicine. But do I have to listen to where my parent tells me to go to yeshiva, to go to school? Do I have to listen to my parent when they tell me who to marry, when to marry, how to marry? That's not their business. That's not the mitzvah of Kibbutz Aim. And thus the Marik says, for reason number three, I do not have to listen to a parent when they do not approve of the shidduch is because this has nothing to do with them and Kibar Aim is only a fulfillment when it's coming to help them. But they can't require me to do things that I don't want to do. As a result of the latter reason number three in the Marik, this leads to tremendous questions, discussion, machlokas in the postium regarding parents who tell their children to do things that have nothing to do with the parent, but rather have to do to with the child. Give you some examples. A parent tells a child, I don't want you drinking coffee. It's not good for you. A parent tells a child, I want you to wear a coat. It's cold outside in the winter. Put on a coat, put on gloves, put on a hat. I don't want you to be a Aravan alone. I don't want you to be a guarantor. Never ever be a guarantor alone. Don't go into uh, to, to law. Uh, don't be a Rebbe. Uh, that, that's not a good profession. I don't want you doing that. Don't uh, get involved in politics. Uh, don't 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 uh, do this form of business or that form of business. Don't leave uh, the city. Don't uh, don't go to live in Los Angeles across the ocean. I, I don't want to have there to be a three hour difference. Do you have to listen to one's parent in those circumstances? Big, big discussion in the postgame. Because according to the Marek, and reason number three in the Marek, that has nothing to do with Kibar Aveim. And therefore, if it has nothing to do with Kibar Aveim, because this has to do with me, and I only have a requirement to listen to my parents when it's for their betterment, 
Therefore, in any of these cases, many poskim say that it has nothing to do with the mitzvah ki aim, and therefore, I would not be required to listen to one's parent. However, the poskim aren't so quick to just dismiss all of these kshailos being out of the pale of Kibrav aim. And therefore, the poskim point out that it needs a lot of hisponunus vishikol adas. That's the lashon that the poskim give. Don't be quick to jump, so much so that the Shevet Alevi. Ravosna writes, whenever he gets this Shaila, he doesn't quickly respond. He wants to allow the child to think slowly, carefully. Is there wisdom in what the parent is saying? Because parents are wiser. Old means wiser, more experienced. And therefore, take time to think and make sure maybe there is wisdom here. And don't be so quick to dismiss anything ever whatsoever that a parent says. So even though maybe Mikra Din, according to the Marik, one would not be required to listen. But nonetheless, one should be very cautious and very careful. Now, there, of course, there are times when one does not require to listen. For example, when a parent tells a child something to do without any good reason, Below shum siba v'tam, the poskim say. Or if the parent seems that the parent isn't really interested in what the child is going to do, but he's only giving it as an etza or a suggestion. Certainly, the poskim If a parent tells a child to do something silly, foolish, inappropriate, of course, there's no reason, and it'd be wrong to listen in those circumstances. Certainly, of course, one shouldn't respond. shouldn't be dismissive. Should be smart and should be thoughtful and careful and cautious and conscientious how one speaks to one parent. One doesn't want to make a mistake in any of these areas. But certainly, certainly, one should be very, very thoughtful and slow to respond and not to think something through too quickly and say, oh, based upon the Marik and the Psaq, the Ramah, I don't have to. Not true. And thus, many poskim say that the Psaq of the Ramah in the Marik is specifically when it comes to a Shidduch, specifically when it comes to a marriage partner. There! That's the, what the Ramah is saying in the Marik. It doesn't mean that any time a parent says something that's not no geya to the parent that they don't have to listen. Nah. The Ramah is specifically talking about a case when it comes to a Shidduch, when it comes to a marriage. There, I don't have to listen to a parent because that's unique. That has re- ramifications that are global. It's more close to Chil Shabbos, Chil Yamtif, and the abolishment and transgression of Mitzvah Tiraisa, Mitzvah Tirabonon, Mitzvah Sase, Mitzvah Slosase. Many, many, many Achronim say that is the Pshat in the Ramah. But it's not just across the board that there is no uh, reason and Siba to listen to one's parent. Take a look in the Rachachachachan and your day here in this Simon, Simon Reish Mem, Sif Mem Hey, and many, many other poskim on this. Uh, Shulchan Aruch, uh, make this point as well. There is another point that is also critical that one has to be cautious and careful of. A child should listen to his parent, as the post can point out, when it's something that will bring cover to his father. Parents want their children to come to a simcha. So, what does that have to do with the parent? That has to do with, with, with somebody else. No, the answer is it's a cover for the parent that you come to the simcha. That's important. The parent asks the child to dress a certain way. Get a new suit. Do this. That's a certain level of cover for the parent. So you could say that's not no geya to the parent, but dafka is no geya to the parent because it brings them a particular sense of cover. Of course, if it's something like around the world of bizayin, it's going to embarrass a parent. That could be bechlal the lav of ar mekalal av yima. shouldn't curse a parent. And there, of course, in those cases, there would be a requirement to do so. So we'll leave off and conclude that in any of these scenarios where it's not something that is so straightforward 
and there are in the world of Hasidus, in the world of Minhagim, in the world of Chumrah, in the world of things that are not exactly Nogeah to the parent, but they're more particularly appropriate to the child. So although maybe, maybe, strictly speaking, there is no Chiv to listen to be Shomeh Bikol Aviv Bikol Imo in that circumstance, and the mitzvah of Kibar Aveim doesn't apply, nonetheless, one should be very careful and thoughtful about it. Thus, we've discussed three particular Psakim and three cases in Shochnarach, Shochnarach, Simon Reish Mem, Sif Tezvav, regarding in case that one absolutely positively uncontested does not have to listen to a parent when they tell a child to transgress a mitzvah deraisa, mitzvah derabana, mitzvah sase, mitzvah slosase, there is no requirement to listen. That's absolutely positive, and that's a gemara kulchem chayavim echvodi. What is less clear, and it is a machlokis in the poskim, as we discussed, is minhagim and chumras. And then the next two cases, the tshuva, the tshuva sedesh, and the tshuva of the maharik, both paskin by the shochnarach and ramah and simin reishmem, sif chafei, is regarding a shidduch, a parent disapproves of a shidduch of a child, a parent disapproves of a child going to learn out of town in a different yeshiva. In both of those cases, the Marik and the Chuma Sedeshan say and posit and opine that there's no requirement. You don't have to listen to your parent if they tell you, don't go to yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, don't go to this yeshiva out of town, I'm not interested. There is no requirement. Don't marry this young woman, don't marry this young man, there is no requirement to listen. However, one has to know and be careful and cautious. Think carefully, because it is a mitzvah of all mitzvahs. It's mitzvah number five of the Aseris Adibros, and one has to know and think through very, very carefully. And just like Shilas are asked, in all areas of halacha, Kibar Aim is no different, and one should be very, very sensitive and careful to make sure to fulfill this mitzvah to the T, because L'ma'an Yarichon Yamecha, to fulfill this difficult, hard, painful mitzvah, it's not so easy. But the bizarre to this form of arichus yamim requires thought, contemplation, concentration, and certainly to be mechabedis avivisimo. Wishing everybody a wonderful day.